While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. John Wilkes was born in 1725 in England. He was a writer and a local politician, and he was elected to Parliament in 1757. He had some fairly radical ideas and was a member of the Hellfire Club, an organization that basically got drunk and played pranks on the stuffy English upper class. He was also famously ugly. He was known as the ugliest man in England. I've seen some drawings and paintings of him, but none make him look particularly bad. When I first saw one picture of him, I thought the painter had made a mistake by having his eyes look crossed, but I guess that's the way they were. He was also famous for his quick wit and his way of deflecting criticism. There are a lot of stories about Wilkes, but since this episode is not about him, I'll cut them short. He was in Parliament when the Seven Years' War ended and published a scathing criticism of the King in the final peace treaty. He and the publishers of the magazine it appeared in were arrested, but Wilkes avoided prosecution due to his status as a member of Parliament. That's what caused the King to revoke protection for members of Parliament. He was again removed from his seat for publishing a pornographic poem. I've read it, and darned if I can find anything to be offended about in the thick 18th century language. He fled the country briefly, but returned to stand for a different parliamentary seat. After being elected, he was arrested for the outstanding charges and sentenced to two years in prison. When a protest against his imprisonment began outside the jail, troops fired on the crowd, killing seven people. After being elected and bounced out of Parliament a few more times, he eventually became Lord Mayor of London, and at one point was again elected to Parliament. Okay, here's why I'm telling you this story. Many of the issues that plagued John Wilkes involved the British monarchy encroaching on liberties guaranteed by the English Constitution. The colonists far off in America felt sympathy for the Englishman, who had his papers and properties seized without proper procedure, and his arguments against the king often became their arguments. The colonists stood behind Wilkes as someone who would take up the cause and fight when the king overreached his authority. Americans who were arrested for seditious writing were compared to him, and when a boy was shot and killed in a crowd that was agitating outside the shop of an English supporter, parallels were immediately drawn to the massacre outside Wilkes' prison cell. Newspaper accounts of the Boston Massacre also referenced the shootings in England. Crowds throughout the colonies would shout, Wilkes and Liberty! Wilkes saw the revolution come to fruition, but after a long political career, John Wilkes began to transition from a young firebrand into the establishment. He died in 1797. John Wilkes was so popular among the American colonists that even as the revolution had begun, he was honored in an unusual way. Georgia's first county, created in 1777, was named in honor of this British subject. It was a large piece of land between the Broad and Savannah Rivers. That land would now cover Elbert and Lincoln counties and parts of three more. 
Two years later, the new Wilkes County would be the site of the Battle of Kettle Creek. In 1779, a band of British loyalists fought a group of militiamen from Georgia and South Carolina who drove them off. The fact that the British were having difficulty rallying people to fight for their cause and the growing numbers and loyalty of the rebel army showed the British they had little hope of holding the center of Georgia. From that point, the British would operate mostly from Augusta and Savannah. Here's where you get stories of Nancy Hart and the father and son who were both generals in the rebel army. That's Elijah Clark, who would give his name to Clark County, and John Clark, whom Clarksville would be named after. There's a lot written about Kettle Creek, but this episode isn't about that, so I'll cut it short. In 1790, Elbert County was formed and named for Samuel Elbert. Elbert was the son of a minister in Savannah and had trained in military drill in England. He eventually commanded the militias in Georgia at the start of the war. He was captured by the British and exchanged in 1781, just in time to command a brigade at Yorktown. We've discussed Elbert in a previous episode and the episode isn't about him, so I'll cut it short. Before the Revolution, a Methodist minister named Dan Tucker came to Georgia. And yes, this episode is about him. He established a farm in what would eventually become Elbert County and set up a ferry service bringing people across the Savannah River. That's what we know about him. Really, I've done a lot of research into Dan Tucker and that's what we know about him. There are other, less reliable stories about him, of course. One tale said he combed his hair with a wagon wheel. Another that he took his wife to ride a broken sleigh pulled by a blind horse. How did he die? Well, accounts vary. Maybe he climbed a tree to see God and fell out. Perhaps he died trying to drink a barrel of molasses. The most common story is that he died of a toothache in his heel. You figure that out, that could be a lot of things. Of course, I'm talking about the song Old Dan Tucker, a staple of the American songbook for over 200 years. If you've heard it before, you know it's meant for dancing, but it is complex enough to be performed to an audience. A book here by Dale Cockerell theorizes that Dan Tucker is part of the bridge between songs sung while dancing on the front porch to the more standard ballads of Stephen Foster. And yes, there are others who may have been the inspiration for Dan Tucker, but since this is a Georgia podcast, I'm planting the flag here in Elbert County. If you've never heard it before, or even if you have, let's close with Old Dan Tucker. Old Dan Tucker was a fine old man, washed his face in a frying pan, combed his hair with a wagon wheel, died with a toothache in his heel. Get out of the way, old Dan Tucker, you're too late to come for supper. Supper's over and dinner's cooking, old Dan Tucker just stand there looking. Old Dan Tucker came to town, riding a billy goat, leading a hound. Hound dog bark, billy goat jump, throw Dan Tucker right over that stump. 
Get out of the way, old Dan Tucker. You're too late to come for supper. Supper's over and dinner's cooking. Old Dan Tucker just stand there looking. Old Dan Tucker, he got drunk, fell in the fire and kicked up a chunk. A big hot coal got in his shoe. Oh my God, how the ashes flew. Get out of the way, old Dan Tucker. You're too late to come for supper. Supper's over and dinner's cooking. Old Dan Tucker just stand there looking. Old Dan Tucker come to town, swinging the ladies round and round. First to the right, then to the left, and then to the one that you love best. Get out of the way, old Dan Tucker. You're too late to come for supper. Supper's over and dinner's cooking. Old Dan Tucker just stand there looking.